Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Gap Podcast. I am thankful that Sajjad is back on. Uh, if you haven't heard his story, uh, he is a Paralympic athlete. Uh, he, well, sorry, a para-athlete, hoping to get on the Paralympic team for the for GB, actually. And uh, if you want, go back to episode 27 to hear his story, which is an incredible story, in fact. And I do uh, suggest that episode. It's one of my favorite ones diving into a world that most of us are not aware of. Alhamdulillah, he sheds much light on it. And uh, it's been incredible following his journey since as well. So, Saj, welcome. How are you? Wa alaikum salam bro. Alhamdulillah, doing well. Alhamdulillah, yourself? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. We are, of course, here to talk about the GAPT racing team, uh, the new inception of the racing team for 2024. But uh, just very quickly, let's go back to yourself. You were aiming to be on the Great Britain para team, and we spoke about in great length how you went about trying to do that and why you're in such a situation and all the rest of it. That was back in February of this year. Uh, what have you been up to since? All right. Um, I've been up to quite a few things since Um I'll try to break it down for you, inshallah. Um, the main thing, the main thing that I've been, I've been um, getting myself into is the actual racing side of things. So we briefly touched uh, for the listeners who've listened to the episode. We briefly touched on this new limitless campaign, uh, which was um, the whole um, idea around trying to make, get more uh, disabled people into cycling. Uh, alongside that campaign, one of the things that they pushed for was actually uh, this whole power racing. So. In 2023, they had seven different races actually set up, and my intention was to try to attend as many of these as possible. Uh, these were all around the country, uh, so, so Nottingham, Bradford, Colchester, Andover, Bath, you name it, they were all different places. And one of the things I started doing this year was actually attending these races and racing in the Nationals. Uh, so that was an amazing, amazing experience to me for someone who had actually never raced in a crit race before. Can you imagine, yeah? Turning up to a race where I'm I'm lined up against uh, some international gold medalists, it was an absolutely amazing amazing experience. So I raced Alhamdulillah in two national races. Uh, my first one was actually in Nottingham and a, a racetrack called Harvey Hadding, uh, Harvey Haddon, sorry. And the second one was actually in Bradford on a race circuit called in in White. And actually in the second one, I managed to come second in my in my in my class in my in my respective c4 category which was just an amazing experience to come to come second in in that race um also also alongside that i've started uh, properly structured training with uh, the gapped uh, coaching platform so obviously gap does many things but inshallah we'll come to that as well in this podcast i've actually subscribed to that and now i have um, a full-time training plan set by the gap coach um, and i'm trying to follow that as best as i can and alongside that, I now I'm doing a lot more gym exercises. So there's a lot of things happening. So structured training, especially in the winter now, and uh, a lot more uh, gym sessions for for strength for, for for some real strength training. That's what I've been. That's what I've been up to, bro. Saj, I want to ask you one thing because we didn't dive into it a little bit, and it actually is still a bit of a mystery to me. Um, I do work with the team now, the para team for GB, but. One thing is not clear. So when you go to the para series races, mm -hmm. you do all the para riders racing the same race. You, we're talking tandems. We're talking hand cyclists, C1 to C5. 
close, close. Um, what they do is they split it up into types of categories. So if you're a hand cyclist, you'll race against other hand cyclists, recumbents versus other recumbents. But it's still while everyone's on the track, though. Not quite. So okay. separate. So ah, if, okay. you, if you're on two, if you're on two wheels, so you're on a normal bicycle, sure. you will race against C1 to five categories, gotcha. um, uh, all on one track together. Gotcha. Um, uh, but if you're a on a recumbent, you won't be racing someone on a on a on a proper bike. You'll be on the recumbent. But again, yeah. within the recumbents, you have just just the recumbents, but all the categories within the recumbents. If that makes sense, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And then tandems have their own race, is it? Tandems actually come because there are two wheels. So they uh, actually come gotcha. in, the, in the main races. So when I was racing, I had a couple of tandem guys on there. And boy, <laughs> bro, boy, were they fast. These guys were international racers who were absolutely phenomenal. So as the way tandem works is the, there's a pilot, right? So you have a guy behind who's um, the para guy. And he would he would be the... Generally uh, because the they're blind, right? Exactly. So they yeah. can't see. And then they've got a pilot. Uh, and some of the pilots themselves are, you know, Cat One races, so they are absolutely flying. So yeah, don't. But again, I wouldn't be scored against them. Uh, they would all be scored against, uh, yes, scored yeah. in their own in their own tandem category. Yeah, but yeah. I would be racing behind them, trying to draft behind them, <laughs> picking up that picking up that draft, bro, against these guys. It's just it's just something else, man. That's mental. That's mental. And your crits, so you know, uh, able-bodied crits are normally about forty-five minutes to an hour. I imagine yours are the same. Yeah, yeah. So it's four. It's one hour. Normally, it's an hour. Well, look, yeah. not normally, but the ones I did were one hour plus three. So oh, the way okay. that works, if you don't mind me going to quick little bit of detail. Yeah, yeah. So what it is is that you have you have the one hour mark, and what happens is is that the one hour mark. Uh, once the one hour mark is done, you get three laps from the fastest rider. So if the rider, you know, the first rider who passes the the finish line, sorry, the the, the circuit line first, I believe it is, um, then they have three. They measure three three laps from there. So that's then you get countdown timer, so you kind of know where to go. So yeah, that's the always it's, it's only always say one or well, one hour plus three laps. Ah, awesome. Does that make awesome. sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me because I'm in the, like a race here and there. But mm. I imagine it's a bit more difficult for the for the listeners if they haven't raced. So basically, you race up to an hour and then they uh, hit the bell basically, and then from there yeah. is three more laps, and each lap is usually a mile long. So another, say, five to ten minutes worth of racing, basically. In total, yeah, yeah, in total, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. so, so an, an, hour, an hour and ten. Yeah, yeah. almost. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, as you mentioned, just because people are disabled or blind doesn't mean that their power is any lower than able-bodied athletes. So, yes, uh, the competition can be immense, I imagine. Absolutely, I I reckon some of these para guys would put a fully able-bodied cyclists uh, a good well give them a good run for their money. Um, some of these guys are putting out 250, 275 watts on a on a, on a crit race, so average speeds of twenty five plus, which uh, is something you see. Sadj, I've I've been we've been testing para athletes at uh, yeah. in Manchester. We're two fifty, two seventy five. we're talking small numbers there, to Sadj. Like, there you some, go. some of the numbers I saw up north, like while testing these athletes is incredible yeah um, yeah, yeah not not far off if not equal to able bodies which is mental considering some of them have damaged limbs and all sorts so yeah uh good on you for taking that up and uh and uh welcome to the gap racing team for 2024 thank you
Glad to be part of the team, man. So um, just for the benefit of the listeners, we've created a race team for 2024. Um, it is a Muslim racing team to encourage brothers to take up racing. We're very fortunate to have Saj come on because he's actually an experienced racer and three out of the 15 people who have signed up, in fact, are experienced. The other 12 have never raced competitively before. But that's exactly the point, to create a platform whereby we can encourage brothers to take up the mantle and give racing a go and inshallah uh, take it further from there on so back to you Saj like what is what are your aims and ambitions for next year now that you're racing for the team uh my aims and ambitions is to win bro that's it simple as you have a goal um the will the reason why this team is set up is to win 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 races get on the podium Get, get that name out there show show the world that gapped is here to stay and it's going to be a force to be reckoned with on the on the on the on the circuit um it's also a way to motivate and inspire others uh, i think as well um within the within the muslim community to say that look this is a sport now that's accessible to a lot of us um you know able bodied disabled like you know like myself on the parasite uh, to say look guys come on you know we have a lot of talent within our community and we can say that this is a time for, uh, for 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 opportunity for those guys to to come in. And I think that this next year will be obviously because it's the first year uh, we will learn a, a, we will learn a lot a, a, a real real lot um, about what works, what doesn't work, techniques, um, just places and processes because a lot of it is you know, you know bureaucratic and red tape as well. Um, as also alongside you know learning the, the average costs involved because that's what people kind of want to know before they delve into cycling so they can ask any of the 15 riders you know on average how much did you spend how 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 much time did it take out of your calendar how much training did you do what positions did you reach so you know we're really kind of setting the pathway for other people i think as well so you know you you, you want to go out there individually uh and win and win for ourselves that's why we do it um but also at the same time to show others that it's possible and we we can we can really get there as a community yeah absolutely absolutely and alhamdulillah we've worked mm-hmm. with uh, a number of brands to put together some sort of package, some sort of, um, how do you say, uh, subsidies, um, kit, etc., supporting riders, which underlie has uh, clearly been uh, proven to show people will then step up if they've got some sort of team structure around them. And uh, for me, Saj, um, one of, okay, the cost was part of, uh, it's definitely a hindrance, but mm-hmm. one of the other hindrance, like I've I've done two, well, I would say one and a half seasons of racings now. Um, yeah. I don't know if you get this feeling, but there's definitely a feeling of loneliness when you're out there um, far from home often. Like I've raced in Colchester. You're normally taking up a, an, uh, an afternoon on a weekend where you could be spending time with the family. And, yeah. you know, you're on the side of the side of the crit track because you've probably got dropped or... You haven't quite got the result you wanted. You've paid a bunch to get there. You've spent a day and probably a week preparing as well. And uh, yeah, I just felt at times incredible, incredible loneliness um, and questioning why I'm doing it. But now there's there's that there's a team. Uh, I feel like that a huge part of that will be will be lifted. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, while cycling is a you know individual sport, like you know we're out there, you know, unlike you know football when you're in there as a team playing at the same time, cycling is one where you are by yourself um, on the track. Uh, 
but at the same time it is also a community sport where you rely on each other's experiences and support um be that just you know give him a thumbs up on 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 Strava as a kudos or I could drop him a comment or just even on the chats to say you know well done bro we're really really proud of you really impressed um you know no matter what the result is so you need to have that you need to have you need to have that support network in anything that you do in cycling is no different so it helps you when you're yep when you come off the track and you're like mm, I could have done better could have pushed harder but you've got that support network now uh, you know nationally even internationally as these as these groups are to say well done well done Janet. you know we're, we're here to support you and we see you and you know we're we're praying you know for your success and that really helps you every time pick yourself back up and say all right I'm going to push harder next time all right I'm going to push harder I'm going to do better I'm going to do better so yeah that's really important now to have that kind of just a support network around you yeah absolutely and um like i said we we have um much support from um our sponsors and shout out to them so mm-hmm. just quickly run through them yeah uh, we've, got, yeah, we've got sponsors, yeah. we've got xrail who are uh an international uh servicing company for trains um they look after trains here in the uk out in madrid and other parts of spain and of course they also look after the haramain train in saudi the new open servicing train and all the rest of it looking after the issues there signaling and all the rest of it so alhamdulillah they've uh, given us backing uh ckb who of course sponsored uh gapped in general in 2023 they're back on in 2024 they are based in Leighton, uh, in London. They do incredible kitchens and interiors. Do check them out. And um, one of our first cycling brands have stepped up, um, which is Hunt Wheels. So Alhamdulillah, like they've provided a handful of our races with wheels, uh, including yourself, Saj. What did you get? Yep. I got some deep section uh, room, uh, wheels for my 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 crits. So I think it's called the eighty three eighty two wheels set that they've got. Um, yeah, so that's what they get there. They 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 sent that so as, as part of the sponsorship deal. Some really solid, um, uh, yeah, really solid uh, wheel set. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So we're very fortunate to have them on board as well. So uh, for those who don't know, Hunt make uh, carbon oh and aluminium wheels of course and they're a uk-based team um they also sponsor teams in the world tour and of course other smaller teams across the world yeah. <laughs> and uh, they've won uh world tour um like stages on those wheels which is incredible considering Absolutely. us in cat four and cat three races will be racing on the same wheels that some of the top pros in the world are are doing and they'll be as we're sponsored as opposed to paying out of our own pocket, which is, so we're super grateful. And I probably should have mentioned this. Of course, you know about this, Saj, but we haven't, uh, the official mention of this is going to be the 13th of December. So um, really and truly shouldn't be mentioning this, but I will anyway. Um, (laughs) Rafa Rafa have come on board as uh, partners and they'll be supporting us uh, in 2024. Naturally, they'll be supporting us with it. And um, we're very, very grateful uh, to their support as well, of course. And um, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, the big announcement's meant to be on the 13th of December. Um, there is an event at the Rafa Clubhouse uh, run by Evolve Cycling Club uh, called Bridging the, Gra- the Gap. 
I don't know if that's related to our name or not, but <laughs> uh, I think it might be. But yeah, uh, they're doing fantastic work, of course. And you, of course, Saj, will be speaking. Um, do you have any ideas what you're talking about? Yeah, so they've uh, they've asked me just to do a small a small kind of a biography, but just small talk about my my progress today and what got me into racing, uh, why I'm why I'm trying to pursue the path of trying to get into the Paralympics, and what have I achieved, I guess, today, and what are my future future ambitions. So a, a little bit of a I guess history uh, as well as uh, prospective uh, prospective plans as well. Um, also, at the same time, I want to do raise uh, the profile of the racing team, which I think is a perfect perfect opportunity to do so. But if you don't mind me, let me let, let me just flip this around a little bit because we're talking about this. But what is it? What is it? I mean, that 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 drove you to to start Gapped um, Racing Team. I mean, was it was it quote unquote pun not intended a gap in the market that you saw? But what was it that drove you to to start to start? Because I mean, Gap Gapped, you know, was has been around for a couple of months, right? It's been around for more than that actually, right? So you started off with the podcast. You started off doing the 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 training on the Saturdays and Sundays for the for the youngins, um, but then you started the racing team recently as well. So what was that about? uh you kind of have to go back to the start in in many ways like the muslim cycling scene is mashallah alhamdulillah like huge now especially in the uk like we have thousands of brothers and sisters now riding the bike regularly um you have people now um getting their you know their livelihood from from cycling um there's i know at least five or six muslim old bike stores now um, there are Muslims who are coaches, uh, mostly women actually, alhamdulillah, um, cycling coaches, uh, there are instructors, mechanics. And what I was seeing is like, we are, how do you say, we are taking up spaces towards the bottom of the cycling, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the pyramid, you could say. And yeah. um, while there's thousands of us, like, there are spots higher up that hierarchy that we should be fulfilling. And um, when you look at the structures in place for us to get there, they're not quite there. Um, So in, in, so that's in many ways, why I started the podcast is getting into media. We also have blogs, of course. Um, So providing people the opportunity to show off their talent, show off their skill to yeah. show the outside world um, that there are people within the community who have X, Y, and Z skill. Um, yep. So this is a platform in order to show that off. And I guess in extension, this is where the race team comes in. We have very talented riders now. Uh, yep. And so the race team, again, is part of uh, what I want to do is showcase that talent and show yeah. about, like yeah give people the opportunity to do that because the talent is there but very very few people are taking the next step and actually showing it off by getting a race license and i guess in many ways it's part of changing that culture yeah and, so that's uh, what i was gonna that's what i sorry don't interrupt but it, that's exactly what i was gonna ask you like these guys who are coming in racing who have applied to race right they could race with any other team i mean they could apply to a local local club and go out and do it but then you set something up here that you know, so you're bringing everyone in together. And is, is, is that what it was? Is that what just a cultural thing? What, what what was it that you think that you know that that brings yeah. that brings these guys out of their shell 
now to come to race for gout like i said like the traditional method of racing is that you get into cycling as a child uh you join a club and it's normal for that club to be racing every weekend or every other weekend so it's like seen as the normal thing to do as a kid all mm-hmm. oh, right mm-hmm. i go training on wednesday nights and then on saturday i go and race and you just grow up doing that and of course hopefully with that you'd naturally uh progress and perhaps make it pro or at a certain level you continue and it's it's a normal like you've grown up racing whereas we've not had that i would say mm-hmm. what 95 percent of us got into cycling and i mean when I say going to cycling, I mean properly, not just riding around the park, right? We we yeah, all got into yeah. it as as yeah. adults. So yeah, yeah, we did. There is no culture of racing because when you get into racing as an adult, there's so much more to think about. Uh, yeah. It's not it's not like when you crash or you have the fear of crashing. There's so much more on the line as to when you're a kid, and you're not even thinking about like having a crash when you're a kid. And if you do, it's probably you get a bit of a graze and. You just get back on and you, you're riding again and you don't even yeah. think twice about it. But as a, as an adult, um, still the chances of crashing is very low, but that's definitely part of the, you know, uh, one of the reasons or barriers to you picking up um, a it, race license and the rest of it. Is, and, is, it, is, it, is it though, do you think that cycling as a sport isn't something that, for example, that we, if we, let's, let's, let's take a step back here, right, bro? Um, but we are first generation born bred, like UK, right? Our parents have, 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 have emigrated from different places around the world and come here. Cycling wasn't on the top of the priority. So I, I'll speak to you about myself first. Like when we, when we, when we were young, we'd, yeah, we just pick up a bike and we'd go around the park and, and, and that was it. But now things are changing, right? So, do you think that the reason that we are so late on the scene or we are bottom of that you know pyramid as you say is that because of the the product of 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 that the the fact that we didn't uh, maybe uh you know entry and was it barriers to entry we couldn't afford those kind of things versus other people who come from more affluent backgrounds yeah. who could afford it you know because you know to ride in the velodrome is not cheap at all yeah so, so it goes in, back to in many ways what we were talking about before we jumped on this podcast there, there yeah. are very few institutions uh, where we have access to to have a go at these things and you know how it is you're a parent I'm a parent like there are so many things pulling us uh, every single day that to then get our child into a sport like cycling is very very tough the time commitment Mm -hmm. the cost and all the rest of it so we know the struggles as now established people country uh born in the country um our parents didn't stand a chance that's that's Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we weren't we weren't going to be given that opportunity but that's exactly where gaps and hopefully people like evolve cycle sisters team mc brothers and bikes they're starting to build the infrastructure they're starting to build the build the institutions they're starting to build the bridges as well to other clubs who are doing this work and we can hopefully learn from them or uh, lean on them for their expertise. And of course, we're doing work with British Cycling ourselves and just build it from the ground up ourselves as well. So hopefully it's like multifaceted and mm-hmm. inshallah in five, 10 years time, we, we'll be long gone, of course, and like our prime will be gone, right? But like we'll have children coming through who have raced for the five years as a child and now they're coming into it at 16 17 18 yeah 
aunts, you know what I mean? So yeah, this is this is part of a wider and huge project. Um but yeah, it's literally just the beginning. But it's also exciting. Uh but very exciting. Yeah. Very daunting as well. Uh the amount of work that needs to be done is is uh it's gonna be a lot. So so you talked about that just so like why so why or what was your intention about creating the team? Okay. But what about let's talk about you in particular. Well, what about you? Your your background into racing? Could you could you elaborate on that a little bit? So um I did my first time trial. So time trials is my thing. I I, I very much enjoy a time trial compared to a crit race. Um is it, is it I, safer? Is that uh, why it's, safer? it's not so much safer. It's like you know the parameters, like it's 10 miles or it's 25 miles. It's you versus you. You just got to get that thing done. Whereas a crit, it's like, okay, fine. It might be 20 laps you've got to do, but five laps might be super easy. And then one lap is absolutely mental. And then your race is over. So it's like, there's so many things out of your hands. I remember one of the races I did, for example, it was like, um, like last lap, um, it was at the Velo Park in Stratford. Uh, the U-bend, uh, things are getting heated up, people are getting excited, and then someone crashed in front of me. And then, oh. alhamdulillah, like, I, I avoided a crash. I had to literally come to a stop, and everyone mm. else is going 30 miles per hour, so that's it. Like I'm coming last now because uh, I've missed a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? You, so, yeah, you be, so you got gapped, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's, there's, is that where the inspiration came from? Is that where the inspiration no, came no, no, from? No, no, no. That the, day, that day, yeah? No, no, that was after <laughs> Gap was created, of course. Oh, okay, um, okay. But nonetheless, the, 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 the reason the name came about is because when you look at the institutions and all the rest of it, there's a huge gap between what the Muslim community is doing and yeah. compared to the wider community in cycling. And that's where the name Gaps came from. And of course, we're trying to bridge that gap, and inshallah, mm-hmm. that that name will be like no more in a few years. Who who knows? Yes. See, but that's that's where the name come from, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, and so we started with TTs back in 2016. I actually did my first crit in 2017 in Northfield, um, which is in Essex. It's an uh, like a airport strip. They've stopped using that circuit now because they wanted the airport back, like full time kind of thing, but. That was a good experience. Like it was, I would say about 90% of the people who turned up there. It's, it's different to the uh, traditional racing, by the way. That was a different system. And what would happen was everyone would race and um, like there'll be like 100 people. And um, most of them were masters riders. And what would happen was you'd have your own, like a bit like para, you'd have races within races. So you'd have like yeah, the yeah, under thirties races racing. Yeah, and yeah. although they're in the same field, they'll get their own like first, Result. second, third within that. Yeah. yeah, of course. And then you'd have under forties and under fifties or the rest of it. So that was like a proper baptism of fire. Um, Are like, you two hundred people on one circuit at one yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nuts. Okay, that's maybe like not hundred, maybe like more than 50 for sure but that's isn't that there's no mayhem how how long was that circuit uh probably a mile mile and a half maybe that's some serious bunching up man yeah saying that it was 2017 so my memory okay. might be but yeah there was a ton of that, people that's 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 crazy man. definitely more than what i remember at my local crits since yeah. so um that was 2017 i've been doing tt since and then it was 2002 where i was like you know what i'm gonna 
I've started my coaching journey by then and I was working towards my badges, British cycling badges. And it was like, yeah. right, if I'm going to become a coach, a credible coach, I yeah. need to know what I'm talking about. And if I need to know what I'm talking about, I must do the actions in order to give me that experience to know what I'm talking about. So I was like, yeah. right, this year, it was 2002 at the beginning. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to start racing and I'm going to do something with it. So first couple of races, I was at Vettel Park. I finished a few, no top tens. Uh, I also got dropped in a few. And um, it was it was mental time stretch because COVID had happened. There was no yeah, racing yeah. for two years. And you had all these like Zwifters hitting it on Zwift, but who had never raced before. Um, 2022, sorry. Yeah, and um, you had all these riders um, who were incredible athletes. You're talking FTPs of 350, 400, wow. who, are, who are all cap four. So I was going into cap four races with very good fitness, and I was getting dropped at times. I was like, what is going on? They're mm -hmm. like, cap four should be straightforward. And then yeah. later on, yeah. it transpired like these guys had never raced before because they hadn't had the opportunity, but they slowly, slowly worked their way up. So they were no longer cat four. And therefore, slowly, slowly, I started getting results in cat four as well. But there's some riders there, Saj, I was racing with. They're now cat one. Some have signed pro contracts. And that was only wow. last year. And wow. like, they wow. were racing cat four. So mental. Like I've been following some of them on Insta and seeing their journey into cat two, cat one. And I was like, flip, you guys. You guys butchered me in Cat Four. That was you almost put me off racing forever, kind of thing. But I'm the lie. I persevered, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this." And um, yeah, I remember it was like the weekend just before Ramadan in 2022. I was, um, I was eight points off. I think it was eight or seven points off Cat Three, um, my yeah. upgrade. And I was like, "Right, um, Ramzan's come in." After Ramadan, I had signed up to an ultra race. So I knew, look, Ramzan, I'm not going to race in Ramzan. Um, I know I've got an ultra race, so I'm not going to race for a long time thereafter kind of thing. I was like, right, I've signed up to this race in Colchester. I need to get a third place to get this upgrade. Otherwise, it, it might not happen. And alhamdulillah, like right at the end, I, I was fourth. And then just yeah, yeah, yeah. at the line, I nabbed someone and uh, managed to get the third spot I needed. Yeah, get, uh, smashed, yeah. So I'm the lover. Cap free last year. I haven't really raced much since. I signed up to Via Crit, which got rained off. I signed up to a few others. I've, I felt ill. Like I'd signed up a few weeks before and then I felt ill. Didn't count. But yeah, I haven't yeah. really done much since. But inshallah, with the new team, it will give me the impetus to pick it back up and... Mm. Hopefully everyone will G everyone else up and it'll be five, you know what I mean? Good, it's good. So the, the the guy who's leading the team has definitely got all the experience that he can share with with the other riders, alhamdulillah. So that's uh that's that's solid. That's that's really solid. But apart from you, uh who else who else has signed up? Uh so of course yourself. We've got yep. Farouk, he's the other we could say experienced rider. Um so he's of course he's been on the podcast as well. Um, mm -hmm. probably know him from doing the long distance stuff. Yeah, um, he's the ultra. He's an ultra rider, right? Yeah, And he'll be he'll be doing some ultras next year as well, and we're going to support him in doing that. But he's of course going to be racing crits here and there as well. He's done a few before. He's done hill climbs before as well. So he's like someone good to have around. Um, and there's alhamdulillah, there's a bunch of brothers from East London, a few from Slough. 
there's a few in Leicester, a few in Birmingham. Um, Dylan is probably the one to look out for, in my opinion, Serge. He's yeah. a phenomenal athlete. He's not raced before, but I won't be surprised if he outguns all of us very, very soon. He already does it um, on the 6am club run. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I won't be surprised if we don't if we see him as cat two by the end of next year, inshallah. Wow, mashallah, solid, powerful guy, yeah? yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely one to look out for, and uh, keeping hold of him thereafter will be difficult, but we'll definitely give it a go. But that's great. So, again, so they're giving him the opportunity to flourish under the gap banner and then move on, inshallah, to uh, to greater, you know, to yeah, other opportunities, right? Which is which, which is what, what is there for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's we can amazing. hold on to talent as well. Why not? Uh, yeah, absolutely, Abs- absolutely. I'm sure the the the, the you know the, the 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 love for gap would always be there, no matter who he races for. But it's great to see that kind of potential already being already being uh, signed up and tapped up already by Gap, right? So this 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 is what I think it's all about, right? And then and then that provides motivation to others that absolutely. that will see it from the sidelines absolutely. and say, "Wow, you know, this guy came from nowhere. Look where he is now." And they kind of follow in those in those in those footsteps, so so to speak. So um, yeah. So then, what's the twenty twenty five plans then? So we we're talking about twenty twenty four. We've got the fifteen yeah. of the fifteen riders. We've got you know we, we you want us to to go out and and be the best that we can, right? But that's kind of short term. What about slightly longer twenty twenty five? What's the medium term kind of kind of kind of intentions for 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 Gap Race Team? So like I said, like twenty twenty four is filled with you could say inexperienced riders. Um, like, fine. I'm. I. You could argue I'm the most experienced in the team, but in reality, I don't have much experience myself. You know what I mean? So it's a case of building a team and building experience for that team, um, yep. getting exposure, uh, seeing, and hopefully inspiring others to do the same to pick up racing. It doesn't have to be with the team, of course. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the team like now the deadline to apply, et cetera, is cut off, right? And we've had much, um, how do you say, interest since we've announced the team and all the rest of it. So um, it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't stop other people from just picking it up and doing it themselves, which we've done previously, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And so 2025, I'm hoping we'll have, we'll, we'll know more of what we're talking about, what the expectations are. We'll hopefully have now 15, 20 people who have a season behind them who will then go out in the community and share what they know and hopefully inspire others. And I guess in many ways we can be a bit more picky on who we choose. Like I'll be honest, we took like the aim was to get brothers racing this year. Like we took on pretty much anyone who wanted to race for us. We took them on. Um, And Alhamdulillah, we're, we're very grateful that they have chosen us to want to take up, their journey with right but 2025 and onwards we want to start being a little bit more picky um create some sort of um standards in a sense yeah Uh, of course we always want to be in a position where we encourage people to race and hopefully in some way shape or form we always want to be in a position to support that but at the same time uh, we always have bigger ambitions where we want to develop riders and not just stay in the bottom rungs and hopefully work our way up, um, start applying for the bigger races in the British cycling scene. So we're talking Sickle Classic, Tour Series, um, yeah. Nationals, things like that. Of course, you're going to be at so, Nationals this yeah. year as well. 
Yeah. Um, so, so, so you want, alhamdulillah, I will be at the, at the, at the limitless kind of para national races, but you're saying that you want to get your gap riders in these national races, these big races with these pro riders. Absolutely, right? Why not? Like the talent, Wow. if the talent develops, which of course it will, inshallah, like, you know, if you're racing by yourself uh, with segments, that's one thing. But when you're getting, when you're racing solid riders week in, week out, you're naturally your level will raise so Yeah, yeah. if if that can happen enough why can't why can't we encourage brothers to start racing or having that ambition to race higher um in the series and effectively said like this is more of a long-term project as well <clears throat> we Yep. want to start like yeah as you mentioned we started some kids kids uh, coaching and we want to develop that more and we want to be in a position where If we develop kids, it's like there's an adults team for them to join, and if they're racing throughout their kids, uh, throughout their youth, why can't we pick up talent in four, five, six years' time, which is racing at the top level, if not higher? So, yeah, hopefully, an all-encompassing project. You know what I mean? So, currently, let, let's be honest, we don't know what what it looks like. The cycling scene is very precarious, as we know. Like Teams are folding left, right and centre all the time when funding runs out. And after that, we've kept... We've kept our, how do you say, um, our expectations fairly low. But of course, we want to be in a position where we do um, support our riders like to a high degree. In, so therefore, they can they can race to a higher degree themselves as well. Um, but nonetheless, if, if there's a rider who wants to apply for the team or wants to basically be noticed, one is like if they have the means and really want to give it a go then just get a race license and go race basically and um your race results will speak for themselves otherwise it's it's a case of just um given given structured training a real go and seeing where your numbers take you your attitude where that takes you and a large part of uh, racing as you know Saj, is bike handling so Yep. Yep. So that's it's not all about numbers it's about attitude and it's of course about bike handling as well it's it's all like there's there's loads of facets to cycling and it's not just about numbers although that is a big part of it um but if you want to show your skill you got to show it on the racetrack really and truly um tt's is a good place to start to be honest because Yeah, we touched that. Touched for yeah that last time, right? there's lower barriers to entry uh you don't need an expensive race license you can race for a few quid Uh, in an evening in the summer, to be honest. Um, so showing results from things like that, that that's a good way to be noticed, I think. Okay, that's good because it puts pressure on the current team to make sure that they turn up and perform if they know that people out there gunning for their spots, right? So that's uh, that's amazing. So it'll push all it push all the riders, but at the same time, for for so what I'm understanding is that 
even if there's a, someone out there who wants to join, they shouldn't be disheartened. They should actually go out there and continue and really push themselves and then turn around to you and say, look, I'm here. These are my results. Can I can I fit in if there's, uh, if, if there's opportunity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to be in a position not to turn anyway, uh, anyone mm-hmm. away and support them in some way, whether yep. it's officially on the team or not, is a different matter. We don't, like I said, yeah. We don't know what funding and all the rest of it looks like next year, but mm-hmm. definitely we we always want to grow and um, we want to support more and more people. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, we also have to be a bit picky sometimes if if funding is is tight or we don't want to like spread it so thin that no one actually benefits as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now that makes complete sense, right? So if you've got a limited budget, then you have to pick and choose the places that you spend it right so this makes uh this makes a lot of sense and it's kind of uh again it, it mirrors and reflects a lot of what what bc do let's be honest right so bc have a limited they have a limited budget and sure there's a bunch of riders that want to ride for bc but what they will do is they'll say well you gotta you, you gotta make the cut because we only have a certain amount of people that we can support right so yeah. very much like that it's going to be the same in in, in many teams uh, include, including gap right yeah absolutely yeah, oh, that's that's amazing. So, what about gap coaching? Is is that still open for them? Uh, what what's, uh, what's the plan? What's the plan? Because obviously, I know I signed up for gap coaching. So, I mean, the way it works for me, for some of the listeners out there, is, uh, is that um, obviously there's a there's a cost involved in in it, um, which is again subsidised because I'm part of the the racing team. But even if I wasn't part of the racing team, as someone who is ambitious to to perform and wants to and wants to increase performance be that in you know ftp numbers uh, or or just you know yeah it'd be, it'd be an ftp is that i wanted to do structured training so going going via via gap to me was uh was only the logical step so you know is that still open for is that is that still open uh for for everyone gap so coaching gap coaching has been available for about a year now um yeah. and what gap coaching is basically is um, let's start with what's out there currently. So you have most riders, I imagine, are on Swift. Some might be on Train Road, and they do have structured training plans on there. Um, yeah. What yeah. a coach does, like myself, is create plans which are personalized to you, personalized to your goals. They will, of course, include things like uh, weight training. Uh, which isn't included on Trainer Road and the other platforms, and basically how it intertwines with your goals and ambitions, and of course it will take on feedback from the rider, and therefore work, hopefully with your timetable, with how many hours you can put in, and with your goals and ambitions, and it will be tailored for that. So that's of course that's always available, and that's for anyone, whether you're racing or not. Uh, despite, yeah, it's it's for anyone who wants to train towards an ambition or goal or just get fitter on the bike as well of course and there can be details can be found on the website as always okay good stuff and what's the kind of like um minimal setup that you that you would that you would need for someone to to sign up for gap do they need a what bike do they need a kicker you know what what, what kind of equipment would they need There's just as a minimum for those guys out there who are thinking you know what i want to get stronger i want to sign up to gap coaching what do, what do they need to start off with um Basically, if uh, in reality, they only need a bike. Uh, but if you want the full experience, uh, you would need some sort of indoor trainer. You would need uh, internet connectivity and a platform to use that indoor trainer on. So we're talking Swift, Training Peaks, or Trainer Road, or the rest of it. 
And if you want the full experience, you, you'd want some sort of nutritionist and you'd need access to a gym as well. So cycling can be like full on if you want it to be, but it can also mm -hmm. be uh, two, three hours a week as well. You can get fitter yeah, and stronger yeah. to a certain yeah. degree if you're, if that's all you've got time for as well. So yeah, there's, there's a lot there if you want it to be there, but there's also mm -hmm. minimum levels as well, which is literally just a bike. So, yeah. Well, I mean, indoor trainers seem to be going quite cheap on Facebook these days and other places. And people have bought them in the pandemic and they're not using them anymore. So they're kind of selling them for, for a fraction of the cost that, that they bought it for really, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, there is there is that opportunity to try to source a great deal for for your for your money on Facebook, right? Yeah, or, if you if you're looking for an indoor trainer, it's winter right now. If you're listening, like soon, right? Um, yeah, the, now's the time to get training because in summer you don't want to be indoors doing structured workouts. You want to be outdoors doing them, or you just want to be having fun on the bike, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I mean that's uh that's, that sounds like that sounds like a proper busy twenty twenty four for the for the fifteen gap riders now, inshallah. inshallah. You know, there's no weight, no 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 rather no pressure for any these guys to perform with the with the threat of losing a place in twenty twenty five. So they better 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 all perform and uh, yeah, so it's like oh sorry, yeah, it's 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 uh yeah, well, I mean what what else is there on the what 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 else is there at the at the at at the uh, at, at the ambitions for forget uh so as mentioned like we started with podcasts we started with blogs we've now alhamdulillah started a race team and inshallah we're gonna have people racing under the banner very soon as well we've started kids coaching i'll be honest it's been patchy at best 2024 inshallah pick that up with the aim of creating some sort of youth team in 2025 um <clears throat> And basically, uh, just create a system or infrastructure or some sort of institution whereby people who want to develop their cycling, as you mentioned, there's coaching as well. If they want to develop their cycling, GAPT is the place to come um, or one uh -huh. of the places to come. Uh, we've released our calendar of events for 2024 as well. Uh, so we've got the bikepacking trips, which are alhamdulillah, very, very popular. We had about 30, 40 brothers join us last year. And inshallah, even more next year. So we've just released our three-day tour across Europe. Um, just a very, very gentle way to get into bikepacking. There's no camping yeah. involved, but you are carrying your stuff, staying at hotels. You come through France, Belgium, Holland. We've got a few of those or similar, like London, Paris, London. So London, Paris is obviously a very famous ride, but very few do back to London as well. That's a very tough yeah. ride, but I'm the lab. Yeah. We did it last year and brothers really, really enjoyed it. We're going to be 24 out. 24-hour challenge? No, 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 it's not the 24-hour no. challenge, bro. It's not. That's that's too much, especially if you're going back. It's doable if you're just going the one way, but we 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 throw in a different challenge, bro, coming back. Uh, that's about almost 350 miles over four days, bro. That's, um, it's, it's not easy. Um, then we obviously have the Pyrenees trip, inshallah, um, climbing. Yeah things like the tour tourmalet and things like that so alhamdulillah yeah. we've got we've got an action-packed uh year for 2024 if you if you fancy some of our trips one of our biggest trips in fact is uh the london to palestine ride so this inshallah. is a ride inshallah we're going to raise money for palestine but of course ride there as well uh it's not 
as you think it, just right over to Palestine. It's more uh, done over, say, 10 years. So it's like London to Brussels in year one, inshallah, and then continue our journey next year. So Brussels to then perhaps Luxembourg City, and then from Luxembourg to Strasbourg in year three, and then continue south until we reach Palestine. So it's more of a journey. Um, we can't, I don't think we'd be, we'd be able to go there uh, anytime soon, even if we tried, but perhaps in seven, eight, nine, ten years, we'll be able to visit and uh, of course each year raising money and raising awareness for the plights uh, for, for what's going on and hopefully give them some sort of um, I don't know a hope and a boost and hopefully by that time they've, they're have they a free people right uh, Inshallah may Allah make it easy for everyone going through you know, the difficulties right now um, it's really yeah really bad um, but alhamdulillah that sounds like a very very busy Busy, uh, busy calendar. Can I ask them one a little thing? Bit? No, no. One yeah. thing we've just uh, well, it's yet to be announced, but we are in the works. We are creating an ultra distance cycling race uh, okay. for next year. Um, so it's going to be domestic. It's going to be very small compared to the monsters that are out there. It's going to be about five hundred, six hundred k, I imagine, mm-hmm. over three days. Um, and basically what we want to do is introduce a bit like we're introducing people to racing we want to introduce people to ultra distance racing so it'll be like a stepping stone to the bigger events inshallah and um, the hope is we'll have some sort of ultra distance scholarship or racing team for 2025 as well so it's kind of building towards that uh, and developing that side of cycling as well because not everyone wants to race crits and that's all good But yes, some yeah. people do want to do the ultra stuff and Gapt wants to be in a position where it can support people in doing that. So watch mm-hmm. this space. That is fantastic. So uh really branching out, Alhamdulillah. Really to see really it's really good to see that growth and ambition, bro. Um so about a last question, a last question I just want to ask you about BC badges. Can you tell me can you tell me more about that? Uh BC badges, you mean like the British cycling stuff? Yeah. All right, so um the coaching came about because uh i was working um towards my british cycling coaching badges so alhamdulillah me and there's about five of our six others brothers sisters who are now british cycling scholars there's of course musa who signed up to the race team you've got ifat that you know very well from evolve shina asma who now work for british cycling as well which is insane so alhamdulillah, we've got an opportunity to get our British cycling badges, uh, coaching badges. I'm working towards my level three. So it allows me to do things like work one-on-one with riders to develop plans and all the rest of it. It also allows me to work with the great British cycling team. So I work with the para talent team, um, developing some of the riders. So we're out on camps. Uh, once a month, we do talent ID. So seeing who has the talent in order to access the team, and then working with some of those athletes who make it on the team. So I was out in Manchester last month. I'll be there again in two weeks' time, inshallah, working with the squad and just basically working on their, um, basically a bit, a bit like what we're doing with yourself, like working on their goals and ambitions, the races that are coming up. Some of them have World Cups. Some of them have Worlds, the World Championships, that is. Some of them are focusing on the Paris Series and just seeing how we can support them, how British cycling us at British Cycling can support their development and a lot of it if you look at what they're providing it's nothing like 
groundbreaking like British cycling is and the para team both the able-bodied and the para team they are the most successful um international uh cy- na- national cycling team in the world uh, they win the by far the most gold medals in cycling across the board so going into working with them is you go in like thirsty for knowledge but when you come when you look at what they're doing it's like what they're doing is literally just getting the basics correct it's mm-hmm. nothing groundbreaking there aren't any injections or jiffy bags inside <laughs> although, <laughs> although they might be hiding them from me i don't know but you know like they're just getting the basics done really really well and you'll be surprised like a lot of um how do you say a lot of the job of being an athlete a lot of it is actually admin just filling out forms and um medical stuff and all the rest of it it's it's form after form and staying on top of that that's a large part of being an athlete obviously people don't talk about that because that's not sexy and appealing right um but when you get when you start working with these athletes it's like applying for this race applying for this race sorting out um your badges and all the equipment and all the rest of it uh, sorting out flights and accommodation and all the rest of it for all these different different um things that they would sign up for so it's it's incredible and of course they're they're doing all the training and the dietitian and all the work in the gym that that's done but like i said it's getting those done properly and making sure yeah consistently and the discipline that that, that's that's also that's all like you know life experience right so when you come to what we're talking about practically um getting onto a race right so there's a couple of things that you as a new racer would never know until you've done your own race right and i give you just a quick example right so when i did my first crit i had a puncture and i was like oh well does that mean i, I drop out but, but actually you sh- i should have bought a spare pair of wheels right yeah. so you realize okay all right so next time i'm going to make sure i bring i bring i bring a spare pair of wheels um naturally i mean i didn't expect to get a puncture on on uh, on the crit i thought i'd be perfectly fine um, but then you realize actually these guys who have done it, done and dusted, have built up that experience. They know exactly what to do. Another thing is where do you put your timing chip on your bike? So yeah. I thought, okay, I'll just put it on any I'll put it on my seat post. Yeah. But the guy goes, No, 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 you put it on your front fork. Because if you're in the in in a in a sprint finish, it's the front fork that finishes over the line first. That's I was right. like, Oh, okay, I didn't I didn't I didn't appreciate that. But other people put it around their ankle because They've got instead of you know if they if they have an issue with their bike they've got a second bike on the sidelines so rather than having to faff around taking the timing chip off and move on another bike they just jump on the other bike and continue going to minimize the time time away so when when you talk about all these forms and and all the you know this stuff which is quite fairly not mundane let's be honest yeah it's not it's not appealing to the right we want to go out there and write. But it's actually those kind of things that make a massive difference of just learning what to do, what's the right places to go to, what's the right forms to fill, what are the best hotels to stay at, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's the real the real value add that I'd say that, you know, you'd bring to the, the gap in that, you know, being in such a, you know, alhamdulillah, great position where you're getting the BC skills and you can you can really bring that, implement that in in the in, in the stuff that you want to bring for our team. Yeah, exactly. And that's just touching on that basically like you've got all these tips and tricks that you've learned over time right and yeah. um, we also discuss things like which jersey to buy which ones has have the flaps already uh created in the jersey so we don't have to pin our numbers up. we're always talking tips and tricks right and mm-hmm. i guess this is where the team comes in and this is what i've told the riders and you've probably heard me say it, like forget all the stuff you're going to get 
the best like the best thing you're going to get from the team is each other and the experience mm-hmm. you're going to get and the tips and tricks and the camaraderie and all the rest of it from each other is what you're going to get um most from the team and that's what you should like be investing in and that's what you should be taking from it as well yeah inshallah inshallah i'm excited bro i'm really excited for 2024 i'm excited to see all these guys out there racing as well i mean wherever they come inshallah we'll all be successful i'm i'm really excited there's a there's a lot for us to achieve inshallah and break those barriers right breaking it down that's it that's it sage thanks for coming on Thank you for having me, man. No, thanks. And uh, yeah, see you guys in 2024, inshallah. Inshallah. Masala.